Parents, welcome to The Journey. Since 1976, the month of February has been celebrated as Black History Month, when President Gerald Ford called upon all Americans to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history, end quote. This sounds to me like the biblical admonition from Paul in Romans chapter 13, where he encouraged fellow believers to show honor to whom honor is due. It is in that concept that I wanted to highlight Black History Month, and I thought the best way to do this was to ask a few votes from our PCA community what Black History Month means to them. In this episode, you'll hear from our own PCA history teacher extraordinaire, Cindy DeLeon, followed by PCA senior Sydney Brown and PCA alumni Dennis Phillips. I hope this program is enlightening, empowering, and encouraging to all. Okay, so we're here with Cindy DeLeon, who's um, one of our fantastic history teachers here at PCA. Uh, And as we're talking about Black History Month, I wanted your perspective um, on that idea of um, what is the history behind Mm -hmm. Black History Month? Well, it goes back to um, 1915 with Carter Woodson, um, who was a historian and a journalist. And what he decided that he wanted to do was to recognize, provide a a venue or an avenue, a means of recognizing the contributions of Mm African-Americans to American history. Mm -hmm. Um, So in 1915, he started the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, um, which of course would probably not be the name of the organization today um, because it uses vocabulary that we just don't use any longer. But the purpose is still the same, um, to provide recognition. Um, And what he noticed was that when he was going through history textbooks, there wasn't a lot of mention of African-Americans and their contributions to American history. Um, So that's where it all comes from. And over the years, it's grown more and more. And then in 1926, the association declared that the second week of February would be um, the Negro History Week, as they named it. Mm Um, and they chose February because, of course, it's the month um, in which Frederick Douglass was born, mm-hmm. the famed abolitionist, mm-hmm. and President Lincoln, who's, of course, known in history as the emancipator right. in American history. Yes. So that's why they chose to go with February. Yeah, very good. Uh, so the, the common question that mm-hmm. I'm going to have immediately, and it's an actual question that I asked when I was in college, uh-huh. um, I didn't know much about African-Americans uh, and their contribution mm-hmm. to American history, because I would have normally seen them uh, from especially early American history um, only as enslaved people. Right. And so I wouldn't have thought about, right, what's the contribution of mm-hmm. enslaved people mm-hmm. uh, to the development and the growth of America. So I guess what, you know, from that time period, right, before America really became a country, mm-hmm. all the way up until um, the 1800s and the, you know, the Civil War, um, are there significant um, African Americans that played a role in the development of America? Yes, there are, um, and it depends on how you define America. Most okay. most people in the United States, when they say America, they're referring to the United States specifically, right? But America is actually everything from the North Pole to the Patagonia, yeah, right true. at the bottom of South America. Yep. So if we take that expansive definition of the word America, then you've got the Africans that came over with um, with the Spanish. Mm. Um, when they were coming over to do their, you know, as the conquistadores. Um, Specifically in American history, you know, you have, um, of course, the first that were, the first Africans that were brought in at Jamestown or near Jamestown. And then, of course, you have the ones that that actually helped with the building of the United States. The African-American men that actually served in the Continental Army. 
under the command of George Washington. You've got Benjamin Banneker, who saved us when the guy that developed or came up with the plans for Washington, D.C., skipped out of the country. And Benjamin Banneker said, don't worry about it. I've got them plan. I got the plans memorized. Mm. So when you walk through Washington, D.C. and you're walking, you know, on a on I Street or whatever the street is that you're walking on, you're walking on the plan that Benjamin Banneker had literally memorized. Mm. A man that that Jefferson said, because you are African-American or because you're of African ancestry, intellectually, you are not on par with a white man. Mm. Um, And then we can just continue that all the way through. Um, it's interesting that you said, you know, that when you were growing up and going through school and things like that, even in university, that you didn't have a lot of exposure to the contributions of African Americans. That shift started in 1976, roughly, um, when General, when um, President Ford signed it into effect and made it something that now was going to be um, important and a focus point. Yeah. Um, you know, he wanted to to honor the the two often neglected accomplishments of black Americans yeah. to the building of this nation. Yeah. And I'll so, say, I, I actually took a, um, a black American history class mm-hmm. uh, so that I could learn more because right. I really felt like um, my exposure um, to the contributions of African Americans mm-hmm. was, was um, minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wanted to expand that particular, you know, so I took a specific class on that. Um, but one of the things that I said earlier, right, were, you know, as I considered most African Americans as, you know, enslaved individuals, so what mm-hmm. was their contribution? Notice even how that's framed, mm-hmm. because the contribution of enslaved individuals was phenomenal. Yes. The building of universities, <laughs> exactly. the, the economy. The economy in the South, mm-hmm. right, was, was built on, in, literally, the, the backs of right. uh, enslaved individuals, right, not to minimize that, because we often think of contributions in terms of uh, grand things that a person right. has done, right? But, Rather than the you know, everyday thing. Right, if, they were, if they were free, they could have mm-hmm. done grand things, mm-hmm. but they weren't, and they did the, the work that was required of them that w- when they were enslaved, uh, and sometimes we overlook that and even minimize that, mm-hmm. and sometimes I found myself doing that as well. So what else would, a, would you want a person to know, though, in terms of Black History Month, right. um, that something would stand out to you as a historian? Um, as a historian, what I have found is that it, it actually enriches hmm. American history, mm-hmm. specifically U.S. history, right? Because that's our focus um, here as far as, you know, my class, what I'm teaching with U.S. history. No. The part of world history that I teach doesn't really touch onto that so much. Um, but it actually enriches it. It doesn't minimize the contributions of men like George Washington, etc. It enriches it. Yeah. Um, it allows my students to see themselves in my classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, when I have a student who's of African ancestry, um, who would term themselves as a Black American or mm-hmm. African American, and they realize that maybe not specifically their ancestors, right? Because it's, sometimes it's a little tricky for African Americans to figure out when their families arrived and when they didn't, right. how far back they go back um, in American history, etc. But that that there were people that looked like them. Mm-hmm. Um, that contributed to the building of this great nation. Right. You can't walk, you know, when you walk at Georgetown University, the campus, the buildings were built by the enslaved, mm. by men and women that were enslaved. True. The White House. Yeah. Et cetera. Uh, ironically. Right? Um, <laughs> the name. And, and right. And then the economy. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't, as we were talking earlier, you can't take that out. So it's not a let's minimize what George Washington did. Right. It's a let's enrich it because not one of us lives insular lives. What I have managed to accomplish in my life, as little as it is in my in my eyes, and I'm not saying that you know just being humble or or falsely humble or whatever the case, however you want to see that. But what I have accomplished is not just my accomplishment; mm-hmm. 
It's as General Colin Powell said, I understand that what I have accomplished, I have done it because I've stood on the shoulders of great men and great women. True. So it's great for my students who happen to be of African-American ancestry, but it also enriches the class for my students that are not, who have not been exposed to the fact that this, that, you know, Herman Melville said, you spill the blood of an American, you spill the blood of the world. Mm. We're the only nation who throughout our entire history that can actually be said of. Yeah. You can say it now for other countries. You know, it, Black History Month has actually become an international thing. Okay. It's recognized in Canada in Great Britain, in Germany. Mm. That one always throws people off. Yeah. They're like, what are they doing recognizing black history in Germany? Well, if you know the history of Germany, Germany colonized in Africa. You also know that they were also, they had occupational forces there at the end of World War One and World War II. Mm. That included African Americans, and it also included Africans from the continent from other countries that were brought over. And they were, they were serving as, you know, as members of the military for their respective countries. They fell in love with German women and they had children. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it simply it enriches it for everyone. Yep. For some of my kids, for the first time, they're told that their people were more than just slaves, mm. that their ancestors were more than just slaves. Right. And for other people, it gives them a different perspective. Wait, you mean not? Uh, wait, what? Mm. So it just enriches it. Yeah. I, it's, it's awesome for me as a teacher to sit there and to see the kids' faces light up when, when these connections start happening. Yeah. And as believers that God was so creative when he made us that we don't all look the same, and yet we all have contributed yeah. to this great story. Now, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going oh, to. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned Frederick Douglass, mm -hmm. who's, um, you know, fantastic, um, you know, uh, great, you know, writer, great mm -hmm. orator, um, you know, obviously his contributions, you know, coming out of slavery and, and, and what he was able to do. Um, is there somebody that maybe... Um, throughout African American history, that just that idea, right? Mm -hmm. If we're looking at Black History Month, is there somebody that you could point to um, that you would say, you know, I wish more people knew about the contributions of this particular person um, that isn't a common name like mm -hmm. a Frederick Douglass, that mm -hmm. you would say, man, I wish more people knew about this particular person. Any name come to mind? Um, I would say she's, she was actually born and raised in Texas. Oh. Um, I can't remember exactly where she was born in Texas. It's a city that starts with a P. Okay. Um, but she is. She was from Texas. Um, her name, uh, Dr. Mildred Johnson, first African American woman to graduate from Harvard Medical School. Okay. Wound up staying up north. She couldn't go to any medical school in the South because it was a segregated South. She passed away in 2010. Um, oh, but wow. she went on to accomplish some amazing stuff up yeah. north, and she was a pro-life advocate. Um, she was. She was interviewed in the 1970s okay. for some TV show where she was allowed to present her apology for why she was pro-life, mm. why she was against abortion. Mm -hmm. And she was so eloquent in her explanation yeah. that she received a letter from President Reagan, who was not president at the time, oh 1976. Yeah. Um, Just that and, profound. Yeah, and he actually wrote her and said that was the most eloquent, yeah. concise, and clear explanation of why we should be why we should be pro life wow. that I have ever heard. Awesome. I would say Dr. Mildred Johnson. So as we're doing this, and teachers are looking for people to bring into class, yep. yes, we need to talk about Frederick Douglass, et cetera, et cetera. But I would say find those people, the nondescript people, like you said, yes. the everyday people that were making a difference. Yeah. 
um, and changing the life of America, awesome. of the United States. Awesome. Um, like Dr. Mildred Johnson. Awesome. You're welcome. Have a good one. <laughs> okay, so I've got Sydney Brown with me today. And Sydney, give us a little bit of a biographical background on who you are so our parents know a little bit more about you. Sure. My name is Sydney. I'm a senior here at PCA. I have gone to PCA since the middle of my sophomore year. Before that, I went to Imagine, which is a small IB school. I was born in New Jersey, and I'm half Jamaican and then half American, so that's a little fun fact about me. And then in my free time, I like to play basketball, I run track, and then I'm also an FPS here at PCA. That's great. So tell me a little bit about what Black History Month means to you. Okay, yeah. So to me, Black History Month has kind of changed as I've gotten older. When I was younger, it was kind of more just like, oh, learning about specific figures in Black history was cool to me, just because in the same way I liked learning about history in general. Mm. Like, it didn't really mean anything specifically special to me. And just like in all the history months, like in Women's History Month, I'm like, oh, women have done so much to make this country the way it is. In Black History Month, oh, there have been so many various African-Americans from like, I don't know, like Sojourner Truth, Rosa Parks, like anyone, just to make the country how it is today. And Mm -hmm. so just kind of a set time to like appreciate those things. But then as I got older, I kind of realized the importance of representation and why it's so important to kind of make an intentional effort to focus on whatever different minor minoritized small or minority groups in the in the United States just because of the way history has gone. And so for a long time, I didn't really think representation was important because I was like, I don't have to see someone doing something like I can be a trailblazer. I don't have to see someone to do it to let me know that that's possible. And so then it was random, but I saw this person on ESPN who I really, really liked. I wanted to be a sports journalist for a long time. Okay. And so this woman named Jamel Hill had like the same hairstyle as me. And I've watched TV all the time. And usually there's just not on what I'm watching. People don't have the same hairstyle as me. Mm-hmm. Like usually their hair is straight if they have, if they're black people on TV. And it never bothered me. I just like thought it was normal. And then she had her natural hair on TV. And that made me feel like empowered in a way I didn't expect because I didn't think representation mattered. So then seeing, feeling that small moment of empowerment, I was like, oh, so that's why it's more important to see yourself because I didn't realize what I had been missing the whole rest of my life before that. Like I thought that was just normal. So then that kind of made Black History Month to me an important time to like make sure you're spotlighting people in a bunch of different areas just so that a bunch of young people or honestly people of any age can like see people in their shoes or see people in different shoes to empower them to like do new things and be trailblazers themselves. Awesome. Great stuff. Thanks, Sydney. No problem. Thank you. All right. Well, I've got Dennis Phillips with me now. He's a PCA alum, graduated a few years ago. He's down at the University of Texas in San Antonio. He's a track star um, in the middle of his indoor season and getting ready for some uh, running outdoors, which won't happen uh, anytime soon because it's cold outside right now. But uh, Dennis, we're talking about um, all things Black History Month. And I just wanted to get your perspective on what does Black History Month mean to you? Yeah, so... As I'm growing up, Black History Month, my my perception of Black History Month has changed. Uh, It was always important to me growing up, especially like in middle school, elementary school. Like I always took it as a big thing. Like, oh, we're going to learn about Black History a little more. We're going to dive in. And in the past two years, my perspective has changed a lot. Um, So I was at TCU. I took a uh, African-American history class. And during that class, I learned how integral and important that black history is just to American history in general. Um, like without black history, American history would not not be the same at all. Um, and within high school, learning it through high school, I didn't see the black history that I learned in college. Um, 
And so what I really wish is that we can get to the point to where Black History Month is not just a segmented time of where we celebrate it, but where it's just celebrated, celebrated through history in general. We can look at it through 12 months of the year, like through school, especially through high school, where they have nine months of school, they go through history from about 1600 to, to now, to the present day. I mean, from then to now, there's a lot of Black history to cover. And I think the important thing is to look at it from the perspective of, the, of that. No, I also what I'm looking for. No, I, I like that. And I'll ask you this. What did you learn in that class that you took in college that you, one, either didn't know or thought, man, this was really interesting? The biggest thing is that Martin Luther King Jr. was not the only Black figure, I guess you could say. Sure. There were so many other people who made smaller differences, but that were more important to society, I'd say. Mm. Uh, like building educational systems for young Black kids who didn't have the ability to go to school during that time because, I mean, they were segregated. Um, building things for women who, who at the time were marginalized more than men. Um, there's just so many people and groups of people that wanted to build African-American culture, not just so people can be aware of it, but also to form unity. Um, and so like, that's the biggest thing for me that I've seen throughout history is, is the growth of the culture and growth of the unity. That's awesome. Dennis, I appreciate your time and your perspective on this. Appreciate you.